welcome to the Mama Mindset Podcast. I am Katja Honig, and it's my mission to inspire women to learn about and practice science-based tools to approach their pregnancy, birth, motherhood, and life in general in a wise, empowered, holistic way. If you know a mom or an expecting mom who is struggling with her pregnancy or early motherhood, share this podcast with her. It may offer some insights, tips, and tools that will inspire her to work on her mental health and well-being. Let's begin. We spend our New Year Eve with our friends. They are a lovely couple in their mid-30s, and in 2024, they will try to get pregnant. Obviously, a lot of time that we spent together was dedicated to reflections and setting New Year intentions. And at some point, a question arose, what could be your word for 2024? You know how there's a color of the year? And just like that, there could be a word of the year, a word that would be a reminder and a guiding compass of your choices and decisions. My friend named the word fearlessness. I liked it. Don't we all want to be a little bit more courageous? She also said that getting pregnant, pregnancy itself and birth, are all scary to her. So fearlessness is a good quality to have when moving through these phases. I recognized myself in her. Pregnancy is all about change, and change is scary. It's interesting how in today's world, when things are scary, the only top-of-mind way to approach it is to try to be not scared, fearless. (laughs) But isn't it easier said than done? And, you know, reflecting on my personal journey with my first pregnancy, I can assure you that fearlessness was not enough. There was something else that had to go hand in hand with the courage. As I was about to dive into the uncertainty of my pregnancy and birth of my first child. To me, it was a five-letter word. Trust. Fearlessness is a very muscular quality. It's bold. It's You're either afraid or you're not afraid. Trust is more feminine. It's multi-layered. It includes a sense of meaning and acceptance, and there's much more to that. It's a deeper concept. So when I work with my clients who are on a journey to become a mother, we always talk about how they can tap into their capacity for trust and learn to use it when things are uncertain. Trust is a skill. It's a muscle. It's a capacity of our mind to see a window of opportunity in the midst of uncertainty. Some of us, indeed, are better at it than others. But again, it is a skill. It's a muscle that you can strengthen. To put it simply, when things are uncertain or beyond our control, we usually have a choice. So number one is... We can choose to anticipate all the negative things that will happen because we can't control and prevent them from happening 100%. And this will result in a sense of helplessness, often anxiety. 
There's also an option too. We can choose to see that there's also a probability of good things happening to us. And the only thing that we can do is to increase this probability of good outcomes, which will result in a sense of agency. In the Netherlands, there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to birth. Even in the simplest things. For example, you don't always know who will be your midwife. I remember thinking that this sucks have these gray areas of not knowing, and I clearly could not affect or control it. Uh, I would clearly prefer some midwives over others, but yeah, I had zero control over it. Depended on whose shift it was when my baby decided to be born. <laughs> Turning an attitude of trust was the only way to not lose sanity stressing out about this one thing. How can we strengthen our ability to trust, especially if you are someone who clearly struggles with letting things be. In this episode, I will share with you one of the tools. It starts with seeing if you can find time to remember moments from your life when you felt a feeling of awe. These can be very simple moments. Watching the most beautiful sunrise, being in the mountains and seeing nature in its glory, witnessing someone helping someone who is in need, seeing a newborn baby for the first time, accepting help from someone when you truly needed it. We are all familiar with this state of mind we call awe. It can make us cry for no reason. It may make us feel very emotional. It's like this mixture of joy and sadness at the same time. A sense of belonging to something unspeakably bigger than us. Neuroscience is currently looking into this state of mind. In fact, Dr. Lisa Miller, and I really encourage you to look her up. So she is uh, one of the leading scientists on this topic and an author of quite a good book called The Spiritual Child. So she has already made a claim that our capacity to feel awe is directly correlated with our capacity to feel trust. It also reduces anxiety and increases our mental and emotional resilience. So here is your protocol. When you are alone, think of moments in your life, or a specific moment in your life, when you had that feeling of awe. Sense the beauty of this world and the sense that you were part of it. See if you can relieve this sense of awe again in your body. How did it feel? Remind yourself of this memory. It can be the same memory over and over again. But also look for new moments of awe in daily life. Notice it. Learn to notice it. They are all around us. Seeing nature, how kids play, watching an old couple holding hands, and so on. Journal about it. Find meaning in it. It's beautiful. With time, it will slowly become one of the lenses through which you will be able to see the world when it's most useful. The best way to be fearless is when you can support it with trust. Thank you, and I see you next week.